0: When you're going through hell, keep going.
1: I am a big roller coaster fan. I love it. I also know that there are parts of me that can help me find joy.
2: I'm just sick of being in that muck and I want glitter. I love glitter. Glitter's everywhere. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Sarah.
3: And I'm Kim. This is Nikki.
4: And I'm Louise.
3: Hi, and welcome to the Best Parts Podcast, where we invite you to pull up a chair and think about your best parts, which are all your parts. Please be aware that today's episode may contain some adult language and will most likely include adult content. So please keep that in mind if little ones are nearby.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Best Parts Podcast. This is Sarah, and I'm excited to welcome Kim, Nikki, Louise, and Laura to the table today. I've been thinking a lot lately about how I handle difficult situations. Maybe it's because everything in COVID times has felt like a difficult situation. I find myself to be a glass half full type of person, which often serves me well. The problem for me is that when I'm always focusing on the good, I often delay facing the tough times and not actually processing things. Or if you're in Canada, processing things. I have been thinking about where this comes from and here's what I've come up with. Have you heard that song, Don't Worry Be Happy? Or the phrases, focus on the bright side, or find the silver lining, or everything will be okay in the end, and if it's not okay, it's not the end. Ugh. I feel these thoughts create a sense of toxic positivity by saying, just don't worry about things. Everything will be okay. I feel like that's like saying, have balance. It's just bullshit. Why is it that we do not give ourselves and others permission to process the difficult and revel in the good? So my question to my fellow coaches are... How do you handle difficult times? How do you get to the other side of things? Do you go through, around, over, under, or you or do you just say, fuck this? I'm turning around. Yes to all of the above. <laughs> I was gonna
1: say yes and.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it depends on what the tough thing is. I've I've done all those. And sometimes I've thrown, as Kate would say, I've thrown glitter on poop. Yeah.
0: That's that's what I've been thinking about. Is I feel like I'm just doing too much of that lately, right? Mm. And I'm I'm pushing emotions away because I've been really sad and angry. And I actually feel like I've been going through a little bit of depression lately, you know, with the change of weather and all of that. And I realized I'm not dealing with things. I'm just trying to be like, I'm tough. I'm just going to get, I'm going to run right through this and everything's going to be fine on the other side. And I realized that I don't, it's not. <laughs> so basically well, I, I brought this up for a therapy session. So go ahead. All
2: right. Let's do Beautiful. it. Beautiful <laughs> Coaching 101 Well, I... When Sarah and I were talking last night, I shared something with her that I've been thinking about because I've been really resisting doing yoga and getting on the mat. And I was asking myself about it and I said, okay, let's do yoga. And my brain went barf. I want to hit stuff. And so I'm getting the hand wraps out and the heavy bag, and I'm going to do some boxing instead, because it's that aggression that doesn't just want to flow. It it wants to explode. And that's how I'm going to do it because there are things that I'm angry about. There are I miss hugs. I miss hugs so much. And just being in proximity to other people, especially people I know. And sometimes it just fucking pisses me off. And I just wanna hit stuff. And since it's just me here, I'm gonna be the heavy bag.
0: Well, and then there's those people that are like, Well, Nikki, it's fine, just focus on the good. And then that makes you wanna hit things more. And that's I was gonna what... say that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've struggled with, is where people are like Everything's gonna be fine, and I'm like, I don't actually know that, and I don't want to pretend like everything is just poop glitter, glitter poop. I would go with glitter poop. I've heard it both ways. Unicorn farts that fart glitter. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. I I just that's that's what I've been struggling with lately is this whole idea of toxic positivity and just actually not dealing with things.
1: Well, it's crap is crap even if you put glitter on it. Yep. So I think I'm the, I'm the one of us that's in recovery for alcohol and food. And what I'm really noticing is I don't have the option to stuff it down, to numb it out anymore with these two substances. And that makes it where, I mean, something has to be done. And so I would say kind of like Nikki, some of it's going to be explosive. Let me do something physical to get out some of that, that, those feelings or to actually sit with them and actually feel them and, write about it or journal about it because I grew up in a household where we did not talk about the quote negative feelings right it was just all it was I don't know if it was really toxic positivity but it was those bad emotions quote unquote we just don't feel those nope in fact my parents live behind me and I was kind of upset the other day and my dad said well there's no point being upset there's nothing we can do about it and I was like you know what I don't have the option to numb my feelings out like you do. I have to feel them. And that's what I'm working on doing is actually learning to actually feel those feelings. So yeah, I don't, putting glitter on poop doesn't, I don't think does anything except maybe does cause us to sink into more of a depression. Well, and
2: you can't selectively numb your emotions. If you try to dull or hide from one emotion, everything else also gets diminished. So if you try to numb out from the bad stuff, the good stuff also gets repressed.
3: So back in 2005, I went through a very, very painful divorce that actually had me clinically diagnosed with PTSD. And the only thing I could do Well, I suppose I could have chosen to do other things, but the only thing that I found possible to do was to sit in the emotions and to experience the emotions. And that for me was a huge turning point in my life. I look back now and I can see that that was really what opened the door for me to understand how deeply we need to feel all the feels to be able to experience the true human experience when we're throwing glitter on poop or when we're trying to whether it's for ourselves or somebody else or it's like you know if if I had talked to you Nikki and I'd said you know it'll be okay let's do through this together <laughs> well it's lovely and I would mean that like i've got you at the same time it's it's more sensitive to say i've got you and i can sit in the muck with you right letting you feel what you need to feel is the greatest gift we can give to somebody else and ourselves
2: well and i know one of the fears of going to the air quotes dark places is people are afraid of getting stuck there oh yeah and you know marinating there for too long so that it becomes the only reality and i know it's it's occurred to me too how long is too long to feel this and it's also challenging because i'm I am aware of my feelings and I try to let them move how they're going to move. But there are times when I'm just sick of being there. I'm just sick of being in that muck and I want fucking glitter. I don't need it on crap, but I want something to be shiny and glittery and happy and fun because I'm tired of feeling heavy and sad and angry and annoyed all the time. And that's that full human experience, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, and I'm
3: somebody who definitely... Dealt with clinical anxiety and depression and and was treated medically for for a long time. And it was actually going through that process of my divorce and learning to sit in the emotions and how to, and I'm not an expert at this. It just is what worked for me, but how to sit in them and how to process them and how to recognize when it is time to find the glitter. Like, when am I ready to find that? Because I think when we can allow ourselves that ability and and learn about ourselves to find that it's a little less scary. I still do get scared that am I, is this, am I stuck here? And then I
2: find a way out. For some reason, I just thought of the sex in the city movie. I don't know if it was the first or the second, but Carrie says, when will I laugh again? And her friend said, when something is funny and What you just said reminded me of that because it's true. You do get in these dark places and you wonder when you'll laugh again. And then somebody or something or something happens that you can't help it. It just happens.
3: And again, we're not talking about the physiological clinical depression and anxiety where somebody needs assistance. Because if you need
4: that assistance, please have that assistance. Yeah, absolutely. I see glitter poop a little bit differently. So like, (laughs) it's not that you throw so much glitter on top of poop that you just think you have a pile of glitter and that it is all good. It's like when you say glitter poop, it's like it's both at the same time. I think we get stuck in these places where we think that it's I am either happy or sad. I am angry or jubilant. I am one thing or the other. And I think it's both. I think glitter poop, when you talk about it, it's like, It's both stinky and glittery at the same time. It's true. (laughs) Well, and that's life, right? We can
3: have a really shitty night's sleep and feel like crap and have an awesome
0: time with a group of people we love. Well, she's referring to me because I didn't sleep last night, everyone, (laughs) and I'm doing my best. And me last week. So
2: yeah. Well, and I think when my dad went into hospice and had the most amazing team And we felt like we had to explain that to them. We have a dark sense of humor. When we went through my mom's cancer journey and her short trip through hospice, we would laugh at things that other people would look at us very strangely for, but that is, that was our family coping mechanism for it. So we explained to this, to his team that we kind of have a dark sense of humor. We don't mind laughing or finding the joke in things. And they said, we'll get along fine because that is how we operate true two and let's go with it. So it wasn't to diminish what was happening. We were very aware that we were moving into the end of his life, but we wanted to have fun with it, if that makes any sense. We were we were there so deep in it. We got to feel everything that was happening. I think that's awesome.
3: I, I honestly, when when I am at my end of days, my hope is that whether or not I am Aware of it, I hope that people are able to find joy in each other and in remembering the joy that they had with me. Absolutely.
0: Dame, I'm having an open bar at my funeral and unlimited food. So you're all invited. <laughs> 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 there will be seltzer water too. Um, and veggies. Yes, Come veggies. to my
1: food for the booze, the food and the seltzer water. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you trying to, uh, you know, to try to help out the recovery girl. I really yes, appreciate it. I got you
0: some seltzer water. Don't you worry.
1: can will have your name on it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is is a fascinating conversation because I've been thinking about all of this lately where I just feel like, and I don't, I don't want to use the word bipolar flippantly. I mean, my mom was severely bipolar, but I feel like that's what life feels like right now. It's like really highs, highs and really low lows right? Like I just feel like some days I wake up and life is awesome and things are great. And the next day I wake up, like I did this morning, I barely slept and I'm just trying to keep my eyes open. And I just want to go back and hibernate until this is over. And it's a, it's a fun conversation to have for me because I'm like, Oh wait, I'm not alone. A lot of people are going through this. And I want to know if we can talk about, I don't know if the word coping mechanisms, I hate that phrase, but just different ways to go through the shit without having to throw glitter because i hate glitter because it gets stuck in the rug and then when you vacuum over and over you can't get it out don't come to my house we have more glitter than you yeah i can't i love glitter glitter's everywhere i'll meet you in the middle
2: okay deal that's my house (laughs) (laughs) a little glitter no i don't have glitter but i'm in the middle you are in the middle okay we bring the glitter i'll bring the glitter I have an
4: outside patio just for that. I I think of the very first time I took my son on a roller coaster. So I am a big roller coaster fan. I love it. And he was always very apprehensive. And so many times he would be standing up there with, right, another parent. And I would go, see you guys. And I'd be off doing the roller coasters by myself. But I can remember the first time I took him on uh, on a roller coaster. A crazy, like, toppy, turvy, like, twisty, really adult roller coaster. And he was so... Uh, excited he vibrated right when we're standing in line and we and at just before we get on the car comes up and the the people who had just done the roller coaster get off Well, there was somebody there who was sick while they had done the roller coaster so they had to like take that car off deal with the person everything and he just his face just turned white and he's like I don't think I can do this and I'm like you got this right it, it will be okay. no matter what happens, it'll be, it'll be all right. So we get on the roller coaster, we do it. And he screams the whole time. Like he didn't stop and we get off and he looks at me and he says, let's do it again. And I'm like, right on. So we do it again. We actually cut in line. Don't tell (laughs) Disneyland. We were able to cut in line and do it again right away. Well, that time, it was like, he was in, he was going, it was fantastic. There was laughing. But when we get off, he says, I'm done. And I think of that all of the time. Now I think of like how you can be in the moment. You can have the same experience, right? One thing right after the other one day, it is fantastic. And you're loving the ride. And the next day it's like, you just finished (laughs) And sometimes you puke and I, it, it's all a ride. I, I, I think that it's for me, that coping mechanism is like, I'm here right now. It is what it is. And tomorrow will be different.
3: Some days are om shante and some days are getting out the heavy bag.
4: Like, yeah, it, it is for me. It's just like, let's just do it. And, and let's just write yesterday was a shitty day and today it's
2: not so bad. I took my niece on a roller coaster and she was trying to hold it in. I said, if you yell, you'll feel better. And at the end, she said, I felt so much better after I yelled. And that changed roller. I mean, not huge roller coasters, but that changed the whole experience for her. She got to enjoy it because she got to express herself and what was going on for her in that moment.
3: I think it's- how we ride roller coasters is in an indication of how maybe we show up in life a little bit. Because I definitely am the, I screamed th- for like the first minute. And then I laugh hysterically for the rest of it.
1: Mm -hmm. I was going to share, I was going to go back and talk about coping mechanisms. And again, like I believe one of my co-hosts said, we're not talking about clinical depression. If you need help, you need help. Please get the assistance that you need. But certainly in this strange pandemic world we're living in, there are times when I feel I have parts that, I blend with that are not happy with how the day's going. But there's, I also know that there are parts of me that can help me find joy. And so it's not uncommon for me to uh, do what I call tease them up. So the parts that do like doing something creative that want to uh, go do something that's more fun than whatever it is I'm doing, that's really kind of, you know, drug me down. I will tease those parts up and figure out a way to incorporate them into my day. So if that means singing while I'm out on my walk, or if that means even if I don't have time to pull out all of my art supplies, sometimes I use Pinterest, I'll go look at things I could possibly do. So I look for those parts of myself that are joyful and that do want to play and are playful. And I, I bring those up and blend with that energy and then ask the energy of those parts that are really depressed. And if they can just relax back, so that I can, you know, get through the day, whatever that might look like. So I use that myself. And I also share that with my clients.
2: I call what you're talking about injecting ease. It's not about suppressing. It's not about making the bad things go away. It's about opening up the tension of the hard bits so you can experience it. So you can work with it. So you can move through it. You inject a little bit of ease in there and relax it so you can move in a direction, not even always forward. Sometimes that direction is laying back down on your bed and having a nap. And
3: I had a coach that taught me uh, to use interrupters. So if I recognize that something is hard, how can I, you know, to what Nikki just said, how can I make it a little easier or how can I interrupt whatever that feeling is that I'm having? So it's not to make it go away. It's not to ignore it and, and shun it. But it's to say, okay, I'm, I'm, this is a little more intense than I need it to be right now. How can I interrupt that to do something else? So sometimes it's a matter of getting up and and talking to our daughter for a little bit. Sometimes it's a matter of taking out the colors or taking the dog for a walk. And sometimes it's putting on drumming music and letting my body move
0: in a way that is just the way that it wants to go that day. That all, everything that all of you just said, it just sits better than Everything's gonna be fine. Or don't worry, be happy. I love what Laura said about relax back to the parts that are angry or sad or, you know, and and focusing on on what does bring you joy, but in a in an authentic and real way, not in a just put on a happy face. So this therapy session has been spot on.
1: Did you get a few tips, some noogety goodness you can take away, Sarah?
0: Noogety goodnesses. Yeah. You know, so Sarah, what's your takeaway from this session? Well, I feel like I should you send me an invoice. Um, <laughs> Done. Done. I I feel like it's, it's about, you know, there's a magnet on my fridge that says when you're going through hell, keep going. And it sits different with me right now than it used to, because it used to be like, just run right through it all and don't deal with it. And now it's just like, okay, I'm kind of going through it and it's Okay. To sit there a little bit, experience it, and then keep going, work through it, keep going, and blend all of your parts. You know, I—that's I, my big takeaway.
2: Well, and really meet what comes up as you're walking through hell, because maybe that's how you get through, how you find people who help you and can get you out faster, if that's what you need. I can only see the Ryan Reynolds video now. Oh, <laughs> funny. <laughs> I- <laughs>
3: You never know who you'll meet in
4: hell, <laughs> Sarah. When you were saying that, I was like, "Pull out the marshmallows, right?" Like sometimes it just gotta use what's around you to the best of your ability, and and if you just push, push through, what are you missing out on? Life. And,
2: and if hell freezes over, you'll know the Vikings won the Super Bowl. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. Thank you all for being here for my therapy session, for feeling your feelings and being a part of this journey with us. We see you. We love you. And remember that all the parts are the best parts. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the best parts
3: podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media or with anyone you think would enjoy it after all sharing is caring. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, as it helps others find us. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at the Best Parts Podcast or visit our website at thebestpartspodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember that all the parts are the best parts.